0: 10 minutes remaining. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Daily Happy. Today is Tuesday, September 20th, 2022. I'm Allison Burns. I'm Lulu Picard. And whether you're waking up or winding down, we want to be there for you.
1: And you can be there for us by finding us on social media. Find us on Twitter at This Is The DH or Instagram at This Is The Daily Happy. And we'll see you there.
0: Yeah. Okay, so I have to talk about this because we always, you know, tell you when we get listener emails, especially if they are giving us the other side of the story. Okay? Oh, okay. So I talked about a lobster story the other day about how uh, the Seafood Watch had put lobster on their do not eat list because of the harm the lobster fishing was doing to the whales. Well, our, one of our favorite listeners, Bays you know, for our uh, future podcast stars of America, Amy, she reached out and she said, listen, I was listening to the, t- to today's daily happy. And she goes, I'm not saying the lobster info is wrong, but here's what's happening. So I love how you approach this, Amy. She didn't want to tell us we were wrong, but Amy, it's totally fine. If you just want to be like, you guys are wrong. So she sent us this really great article about what's happening in Maine with the lobsters. Oh, she's from
1: Maine. That's right. So she like knows lobsters.
0: Well, she says she does, but she also said she doesn't eat them. She's not an expert, but this is some research that she did. So basically the Maine lobster industry is really, they call it an economic engine for Maine. It sustains not only men and women who fish, but entire communities of people. So by Seafood Watch making this statement, it really greatly impacts the backbone of that economy in Maine. So they have put out this entire movement and it's it says join the fight to save the Maine lobster industry. Now, here's what they said. They said they have been practicing sustainable measures for over 150 years. So they said not only that means protecting the health of the lobster stock, but also all marine environment. And this includes those whales that we were talking about. They said since 1990s, the fishermen have been taking proactive steps to ensure that the whales and the fish and the lobster can coexist. So there's another side to all of this. The website is actually called rightwhalesandmainlobster.com. So already coexisting <laughs> in the dot com, you know. So go ahead and check that out. We're going to have that link everywhere that you find this podcast. But they talk about how uh, the positive impact that the lobster fishing is having. They talk about how the ocean has no borders and how, you know basically it's not one or the other how they can unite to help save these animals that sort of thing so we're just going to put that up but i do want to say amy we heard you and i think it's great listen we don't want to buy the 800 dollar lobster right we want everyone to coexist as well in the oceans so i think it's an important thing to to think yeah, about you know i
1: would i would like to pay normal amounts for <laughs> lobster and i would also like to not hurt whales
0: no, exactly. But also, I also don't want to hurt the the communities that, you know, who thrive on lobster fishing.
1: I agree with that. But this is just being devil's advocate. Amy, sure. I, I believe that you are a bigger expert on this than me. But yes, I also yeah. want to save the communities around that unless your industry becomes non-sustainable. Because I think about this with like um, – right. With uh, mining a fossil fuel that's going to be gone soon, right? Like, oh, right. Like, absolutely, I don't want anyone to lose their jobs, but the reality is that the fossil fuels will be gone soon, so maybe we should think about what those jobs could be different in
0: the next right. however many years.
1: So, I, anyway, yeah. mixed feelings. I don't know.
0: No, I get that, and it's funny. I had a conversation the other day with uh, a former student of mine who is now turning twenty. So she just has graduated uh, a couple years ago, and she was talking about. I was like, "What are you? You know, what are you going to do with your life?" And it was interesting. I had never heard a young person say, "Well, I need to really find something that's that's going to be sustainable in the future." And I was like, "What?" She's like, "You know, because I feel like some jobs are going to not exist anymore." She's like, so I'm really trying to narrow it down to something that I know is going to be around for a long time. I was like, that's crazy. But like, how do you, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's also a lot of pressure. So you have to like do all that research. But I guess that's, you know, she's trying to find her career path based on, Five because it is true me. with robots, right? AI. Yeah. With all of, the, and then all of the the environmental issues. Like there's so many things that I think actually will go away. So... It's, yeah. a, it's a crazy time to pick a career, I think, as a young person.
1: I guess, but I mean, are you exactly what you thought you were going to do when you were 20?
0: Oh, no. Okay, so. Yeah. Now, I mean, the world kids. changes. The
1: world changes.
0: Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> In fact, I bet this woman never thought she would be hailed as a hero for using her drone to locate over 200 lost puppies. <gasps>
1: What? Yeah.
0: The yeah, these people in this little town are calling her a real life superhero. Cause what happened was there was all of these dogs in Clayton, Yorkshire that were in backyards and houses, whatever, but this deadly storm hit just a couple weeks ago, September ninth, and they said they had to like basically race home because this thunderstorm was going crazy. And a bunch of dogs got out because they were scared over this storm. So this woman took her drone to locate her own dog and in the process started locating other dogs, saving them and bringing them home to their owners. So the drone actually rescued more than 200 dogs. Isn't that insane? That's awesome. Yeah.
1: It must have felt like a video game. Find the dogs. Oh my gosh.
0: Listen, I went down a rabbit hole the other day because... I saw this TikTok about scary things that drones find. What? Yeah, because people are just flying drones over weird parts of the earth or even like this, the one that, that, that like spawned this whole like rabbit hole was this guy was in a cabin and he put his drone up over this snowy kind of woods and it started going and he saw like this thing running. So he like swooped down. It was a person running from a black bear. No. And the drone, yes. And the drone actually swooped in and got towards the black bear. And the black bear stopped and kind of like looked at it because he was trying to distract it. So then I was like, what other crazy things?" So if you literally Google crazy or scary things that drones find, there's lots of YouTube like compilations of stuff like this. One is like over these rainforests in – um like Africa, like civilizations we've never seen. People that are covered in like red clay with spears and they're just like looking at these drones and they have no outside civilization like contact at all.
1: But now and they these, saw the drone?
0: Think about what they're thinking.
1: Exactly. Like should we? I don't – Two like minutes we, They remaining. shouldn't be seeing drones. It's very confusing. I don't think
0: that they meant to. I think these people, the drone operators were just like flying over land and they stumbled upon them because it made it sound like, oh my gosh, we found this new civilization in the middle of nowhere. And it's been reported many times this. And now they've gone back, obviously, because we're, you know, humans and we're annoying. So, of course, we're like, we want to find out everything about them. But there was other stuff too. There was like this one. Um, these group of men where they were flying their drone and there was this guy sitting in the middle of the woods dressed up as a clown. That one could have been staged, but just like hanging made, out. Yeah. They clown. made it seem like it, it wasn't staged. There was a couple, there was one guy He was trying to warn this dude who was on like a paddleboard and there was a shark underneath him and the drone was catching it. And he was trying to like get close to him. I mean, you can't talk to the drone, but like he was trying to like kind of warn him, like, There's a shark under you. Could you
1: imagine if you could talk through a drone and you could like fly a drone somewhere and then just shout at people?
0: I feel like that's the next step, right? Because if it would have helped in this situation, you could have been like, dude, there's a shark under you, you know? That'd be so freaky.
1: To me, that feels just like the Hunger Games when they drop off the
0: appointment. Yes, 1,000%. Yeah. Yes. And that's what I was wondering about the puppies, right? So I was like, if she saw the puppy with the drone, I mean, they're puppies and you can't talk to them through the drone. So maybe. how are you going to be like, stay right there. We're on our way. I guess they just know the vicinity and maybe they just start going that way. I, mean, calling the I think
1: the dogs eventually get tired of running, right?
0: Yeah. And they probably just like hang out. I think. That makes sense. I mean, you can't just run forever. I mean you could hide, Ten, but you can't nine, run.
1: Eight, oh, that got really seven, dark all of a sudden. We're six, just talking about five, dogs, right? Just four, dogs, that's all. Three. Just getting now. One.